I want to get back to the firefight situation again for a second here because I started hearing some disturbing information about one of the areas. And like I say, um, this is a, a massive situation and, and there's, there's going to be, you know, examinations as to how things were responded to and what was done right and what was done wrong. But there's three Métis settlements and 12 First Nations um, that have been uh, impacted by the fires in central and northern Alberta over the past week. Uh, late last week, we all became aware of the situation near Fox Lake. We talked about that earlier. It looks like over 40 structures uh, destroyed in that community, the Little Red River Cree Nation. Uh, evacuation there began May 3rd. Almost 4,000 people forced from their homes. Dozens of homes lost. The general store, the police building, gone. Um, the situation on the East Prairie Métis settlement sounds almost as dire. And, and our friend Golden Eagle is there. He's been there. Uh, he was there. He's helping with the firefight. Um, and uh, he joins us now. Marcel, uh, thanks for taking some time. I appreciate it. Always nice to chat. Oh, didn't I click that? I did click the line. Marcel, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. No, sorry, but I don't know what happened. Um, okay. Uh, first of all, you, you, you're not on the um, Métis settlement anymore, right? You've left. You're, you're in town now. Yeah, I'm in Edmonton uh, Center, which is the Friendship Center in Highbury to come to the hospital. My grandson was air back to the hospital here in Edmonton. Yeah, we talked yesterday. Your grandson's doing okay. He's fine. He's on the road. To, everything's, everything's good, right? Yeah, he he looks good. He's uh, he's looking dehydrated. They're still running some tests, trying to figure out what's going on with him. But he's good. He's good. Uh, good. Okay. Now, tell me about the situation. When were you up? Like, were you there when the fire broke out on East Prairie Métis Settlement? No, uh, I was flying back from Fort Chip. My my mother was there. My sisters were there. All the community was there. Uh, we flew back from Fort Chip. Mom and them went up north. I uh, went back home to the farm. I went to Frog Lake to check on uh, the U.S. treatment center there um, that we're building. And then I came back to Edmonton and I picked up my grandsons that were heading home to East Prairie. And then we got turned around because uh, everyone was getting evacuated. But we were keeping an eye on the fire because um, it was moving so fast, right? It was it was at one point, I think, 28 kilometers out of the out of the community. And then within four hours, it had, it had traveled 12 kilometers. And then within another few hours, it had traveled another 10 kilometers. Holy cow. So it was moving pretty quick. And um, it was moving on the pipeline right away, which is a straight grass, right? So it was really helping helping move that uh, move that fire along. Okay. when it, What day are we talking? When did all this, when did this happen, Marcel? I think it's Friday. Friday. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Um, so it happens Friday, the, the, the fire breakout, the EVAC starts, all these sorts of things. Um, you went back in and you sort of saw firsthand what was going on, or like you were at the, the EVAC center, like you say, and you saw a bunch of stuff. Just tell us what happened after the fire got into the community. Well, the fire got in the community, and then um, the chairman, Raymond Supernote, got a um, notification from SRD to be on our our alert, our standby for evac, and then they got another alert saying that they had to evac, and then the RCMP came out and assisted uh, the the community in getting everybody out. They went house to house, starting at the furthest south end, which was closest to the fire, and uh, and and uh, escorted uh, most of the community out, and then. Uh, they were transported to High Prairie, to the Peavine Inn, to the Days Inn and the Raven Inn, and, uh, and the Friendship Center, I guess, 
was kind of the meeting point for everybody. Now, in terms of the firefight, this is the part I want to ask you about, Marcel. What did you see? I mean, and what happened? Because you guys, and we've heard from, you know, um, the chairperson, like you said, they were on their own, right? Residents there were the ones fighting this fire. Well, yeah, it started with SRD and Wildland Firefighter in East Prairie. Um, uh, and they were fighting the fire. East Prairie had their own couple cats going in a water truck and, and some volunteers. Everyone that stayed behind was volunteers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's our chairman, Raymond. Uh, he's an experienced firefighter. Joni, she, she's an experienced firefighter. Julie, she's an experienced firefighter. Martin, Jacob, Charles, you know, Bradley. All of them that stayed behind, uh, they were either on council or worked in administration or operate the water truck or the equipment. They all stayed behind to fight the fire. And then those of us that came up later, we weren't, we weren't allowed in. Uh, the RCMP stopped everybody from going in. And uh, so the only thing we could do is, is support the evacuees in the in the hotels, which was pretty stressful. And uh, I commend Violet and Tara and all those that were working with the evacuees in the hotels. Um, and we were watching the live feeds on on Facebook. Uh, Raymond and Joni were keeping everybody um, abreast of the situation. Uh, eventually. Um, SRD pulled out their their equipment and uh, they pulled out uh, their personnel and they went to fight another fire. Um, kind of left us holding the bag. Is how it feels. Mm-hmm. And, and I know it, was, it really upset a lot of people. Um, a lot of the community um, was pretty hurt by that. Um, and we lost, I think, I think twenty seven houses. I was twenty four, twenty seven houses. And um, but you know Raymond and, and and the crew they saved it all the houses, and I know people question the idea of staying behind and battling, but I think I think for us in the community we grew up there and we we know each other we all know each other, and um, and they got to be commended um, for staying back and saving the houses, and saving uh, and saving the school and saving the water plant and saving the, the communiplex where we meet, you know, and the daycare. And, uh, but I saw, yeah. I saw some video though, Marcel, there, there's a lot of damage done in that community. I know Morgan Black was up there yesterday and went on a bit of a tour with, uh, with Ray. Um, there's, there's been a lot of destruction done in that community. What have you heard? Well, it looks like there's about 85% of the community was burnt. Um, that being said, uh, a majority of the houses were saved. Like they went house to house, house to house, creating fire berms and, and putting out fires on houses that were almost consumed or actively in fire. Um, I know, I think they had some somebody assessing the houses and saying that one we can't save, this one we can save. But I think Raymond and them just tried to save every house and even the houses they saved um couldn't be saved raymond and them ended up saving those houses right and uh i think because i think they worked that hard because uh that's where we're from right it's it's our home and they worked they worked night and day for three days without sleep you know without without hardly any food without hardly any water and and just battling and then uh i think joni went went to her house, made sandwiches, and come back to the fire to feed the boys. 
And then um, a couple people in High Prairie, uh, Amiro's Restaurant, stepped up and started sending out food. Uh, his nephew started sending out food to the firefighters and water, and they just kept going. And I know everybody was concerned and, and kept telling them they should come out and they should rest and they should take a break or, or let somebody relieve them, but they just kept going. And, and they did that for three days and three nights. It's amazing. It's remarkable. It absolutely is. What's the situation now, Marcel? Is the the fire danger passed, and now is it focusing on recovery and rebuilding? Uh, As of last night, SRD had uh, equipment and helicopters back in the community. Uh, (laughs) That's kind of a little too late, I guess, for my my personal opinion, but uh, the help is appreciated. And they were helping uh, East Prairie members battle the fire. Uh, there's still fire. There's still active fire. There's still active hot spots. The rain kind of helped a little bit, but uh, that's 20 plus years of uh, of, of uh, dry kindling and underbrush in the bush, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, of course, with the weather and doing what it's supposed to be doing this weekend, we could be right back in the same situation again, unfortunately, right? I mean, it's just awful. It's brutal. Yeah, it's 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 a perfect storm. It's a recipe for disaster. And I think whatever we can do as a community or as a municipality or as a province to mitigate those dangers, uh, it needs to happen sooner rather than later. I know people complain about budget cuts or yeah. worried about and, and whatnot, but you know, we we our members our members were out there battling the fire, and they were they saw eight trucks come in with with equipment to come help, and those same very trucks were turned around and left to go to another fire. Do you know where they went? Um, maybe Gilwood, maybe Banana Belt, maybe High Level. I don't know, but um, all of a sudden they're thinking we're not a priority anymore. And then when we come out, they come out of the fire or the community members that are evacuated are, are sitting in the hotels and we see lineups of, of equipment um, on the street, both sides of the street, um, track hose and water tankers and, and cats sitting there in the morning. Um, we're like, why can't they come help us? You know, and they, maybe they're getting their direction and going to different fires, but I mean, uh, the fire was burning our community down, and, yeah. and we just and, and like Raymond said on his interview, we called out for help, and nobody came. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I absolutely, and like we've heard that from like like everybody who's up there, right? And you know, uh, Global News got a tour of the site yesterday, and yeah, it was it was residents left to fight this fire on their own, at least for a few days. Um, yeah, uh, Marcel, thanks so much for joining us, giving us an update. Always a pleasure to chat.